0: Hey legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is proudly presented by Oxworks, Australia's largest family-owned fencing supplier and manufacturer. Your local Oxworks offers an extensive range of top-quality fencing solutions, glass and aluminium pool fencing, genuine colour-bond steel fencing, slat fencing and laser-cut screens, custom architectural panels and gates. They've got it. No matter if you're a DIY enthusiast or the experienced trade customer, Oxworks has you covered. Shop and browse through the hundreds of quality products online at oxworks.com.au. Even better. Visit one of their stores in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria or WA. Thanks, Oxworks, for your awesome support. It's weekend time. That means it is time for the Dream Team here on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Joining us is a one-club man. He played he captained the mighty Parramatta Eels he also captained his country New Zealand and did so to victory in the 2008 World Cup Nathan Kalis has dropped in on the podcast and he's about to drop his dream team with a little twist I guess
1: great question so a lot of a lot of players that I was able to play with, a few players that I didn't sort of get too much time to play with as well. So uh I'll start off with uh fullback, you know, can't go past Roger. Roger yep. to Avastashek, uh, just a phenomenal player. I was lucky enough to work with the Warriors uh, for a year, a couple of years ago and Roger's outstanding on the field, but what he does at training, he just yeah. drives the players so wow. much there. And there was often so many times where we had to pull Roger out of a drill or pull him out of training so that the rest of the players could catch up on their GPS systems. He was just way ahead of everyone else. Wow. And how he trained, his attitude, his talk, and he just drove everything. So he's going to be a massive lof- loss, not only for the Warriors, but to rugby league. You, yep. know, it's, um, you know, it's a shame that he's leaving the game, but he'll do really well in, uh, in union where he's going. Yeah. Um, the two wingers, uh, I've had to think long and hard about my wingers. I, I sort of looked at uh, sort of club, international, but then also what they did off the field and yep. the way they were able to bring teams together. So two wingers would be uh, Sean Hoppy oh, and Richard yeah. Barnett. Uh, two legend yeah. guys and really good tourists, really, really good tourists uh, when you're away with them, especially as a young guy. I remember they both sort of looked after me and took me under their wing. Uh, yeah, both had really successful club club careers yeah. as well, uh, really smooth guys off the field and uh, weren't having a beer, so uh, <laughs> they, they, they'll be my uh, my two wingers there. Obviously, uh, Leslie Bonacolo, he's um, a, a mention there as well. Yeah. He was a beast and um, didn't play a whole lot in the NRL but went over and had a great career over in the UK yeah, in the Super did, League he? and he's still over there now as well, so... Yeah, he was uh, he was great. Um, centers uh, first center would be Nigel Bungner, Um great club footy player, uh, scored a record amount of tries there. I think he held the record there for a while uh, with the Dogs, and then who can forget his uh, finger counting when he was scoring those tries? Was it five? Five tries? Five tries in a club game? Yeah, I yeah. think it was. Yeah, so, so Nigel, but yeah, he he moved positions in the Kiwi team to accommodate the team as well. So he moved from centres to 5'8 and really took up a leadership role when Brian McClellan uh, took over, Bluey, when he took over as uh, Kiwi's coach there. So he was a a mainstay and really saw a real transition himself and Ruben Wiki really pushed the transition of New Zealand being, you know, okay to lose to the big brother Australia Mm. to go, no, we're going to beat these guys over and over again.
0: Any episode, any time. Our interviews never date, never any of them. Over 500 to choose from. Download the lot and rip in, legends.
1: Um, other centre it might be, you know, some people may not agree, but uh, someone who was a little bit understated uh, would be Paul Fadoira. Uh, he won a couple of premierships. Yeah? And he was involved in the 2004, 2005 Tri-Nations World Cup victory. Um, no way, so yeah. had a lot of had a lot of success wherever you know wherever he played mm. paul and, and you know he was another guy that he just got in and did his job didn't yep. say a lot yeah um and got in and did his job to the, the best of his ability and, you know, he won a competition with the Tigers and then went over to, the, uh, I think it was Penrith first and then went to the Tigers. Tigers yep. So, you know, he, uh, yeah, he had an outstanding career mm. uh, himself. Yeah, he won in premierships
0: 03-05, didn't he? Like yeah, two yeah. years apart.
1: And two... Probably underdog teams, you know. Very much so. You know, and then 2005 with the Kiwis uh, and that 24-0 win yep. over over Australia at, at Leeds there. And then obviously the biggest upset of them all in 2008 when we were able to win the, the World Cup. So uh, Harbs, can't go past Benji, outstanding yeah. player. Great guy, great fella. One of the funniest blokes of... Uh, had the uh, pleasure to play with, yeah, whether, he's a character. It, whether he's given it to you or given it to someone else yep. or given it to the coach. Um, the best one was 2008 where you were lucky enough to have Wayne Bennett come in and help us out. Yep. and. Right from the start, Benji just hammered him the whole time. And like, oh, this is Wayne Bennett, but Wayne was great. Got on the back of the bus. He'd walk. He'd walk up to the back of the bus, sit with all the boys at the yeah. back, and you know he was he was really good for us. So um, yeah, Benji, you've really got to be on your toes around him. You can't give him an ounce of uh, any um, uh, any to, to give you a hard he's time because he's just, he's in you all the time. Wow. Uh, but a really good really good guy. And yep, yeah, him and uh, Carl. Go past the little general, Stacey Jones. Yeah. Um, if not, one of the best halves to play the game. Agreed. Now, another one, shame that... He wasn't able to, to win a premiership. He got mm. close with the Warriors there 2002, and 2002, yep. it was probably only due to that Richard Villasanti brain snap on Brad Fittler, which really One, fired great the Roosters brain
0: snaps. up.
1: Yeah, really fired the Roosters up, and the game was in the balance there. I think the Warriors might have been in front.
0: It's funny you say that because I've done legend Series interviews with both Stacey Jones and Adrian Morley, who were in and around that, and both guys said that was the turning point in the game. Warriors were in front and the Roosters went, screw this. They were in front and Stacey
1: scored that all-time try in the grand final. Uh, Great kicking game, great fella too. Uh, Yeah, we've had a lot of good times on tour Uh, and, again, I was lucky enough to work with him over at the Warriors and it's a bit of a coaching capacity and uh, it was great to be able to experience that as well. (laughs)
0: This episode is proudly presented by Oxworks, Australia's largest family-owned fencing supplier and manufacturer. Your local Oxworks offers an extensive range of top-quality fencing solutions, glass and aluminium pool fencing, genuine colour-bond steel fencing, slat fencing and laser-cut screens, custom architectural panels and gates. They've got it. No matter if you're a DIY enthusiast or the experienced trade customer, Oxworks has you covered shop and browse through the hundreds of quality products online at oxworks.com.au. Even better, visit one of their stores in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria or WA. Thanks, Oxworks, for your awesome support. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Dream Team Series We've got Nathan Kalis on the podcast with us. He has named his backs. It's time to get into the big fellas. So let's rip into the forwards, mate. You need you know, you need your front rowers
1: to, to lead the way. You need your hard men to be setting the standard there and definitely can't go past probably two of the best that I've seen play the game, whether they're Australian or New Zealand, will be Jared, Waria Hargreaves yep. and uh, Jesse Bromwich. Yep, you know, Two guys that have done everything in the game. You know, I think the probably the last thing... For those two guys is to win a World Cup with New Zealand, and, yeah. and hopefully they get a chance to do that next year. Yep. Unfortunate that they didn't get a chance to do that this year. Mm. Um, you know, Madge has done a really good job to get New Zealand to that number one standing yep. at the moment, and uh, really built the squad nicely. Uh, so those two guys, uh, you know, for me they're uh, they're definitely going to get the team going forward. They're, they're different type of players too. You know, they both got a good. Good skill level. Jared's that, you know, he's the hard man. He's really yeah. going to lead the team. Jesse also does that, but he's got that nice pass and yeah. great footwork for a guy that's so big, uh, so agile, uh, you know, to, to be able to do that as well. Um, uh, bringing those two guys together, um, I, I sort of had to think quite a fair bit about uh, nine, about yeah. uh, hooker, the hooker position. And um, there's been, you know, there's been a lot of, players that have had to fill a role there, you know, yeah. and a lot of nines that have come and gone. Oh, I started and we had a guy by the name of Sid Eru, and yes. he was with the Warriors there. He was really tough and yeah, hard. Yeah, very much. Um, yeah, we also had Monty Beethan fill in there, and yep. we had, we've had a lot of players fill in. Nathan Feen actually, we, we moved him from the halves into hooker, Yeah, um, we swapped over uh, Thomas Lulawai and Nathan Yeah. They just sort of weren't working in the half, so switched the positions. So we've had a lot of guys fill, uh, fill that in. But I'll probably put in there uh, for mine just um, not only the way he played, played all of his career over in the UK, but it would be Robbie Paul. Uh, yeah. Just what he was able to do with his footwork um, and how he could take advantage of a tiring – defensive team or tiring middle. Uh, he was also an outstanding social coordinator as well. So he'd Is be, that right? He'd be the nine and he'd also be the number one social coordinator. Just Which is important. Just going on tour. Yep. Knew every
0: great spot to go to in the UK. Wouldn't Robbie uh, Paul, a guy like that who transitioned from the halves to nine, be an absolute standout in the modern game under these new rules? Yeah,
1: he would. Uh, super fit, very intelligent. Uh, you know, him and his brother were, were – were two outstanding players. Like they were way ahead of the game over in the UK. Uh, his brother Henry. They, you know, they, they've done some wonderful things over there. They were very successful with the Bradford Bulls, yep. uh, as well. Um, back rowers. Uh, back rowers. For me, uh, can't go past Steve Cooney. Yeah. Um, and probably a question I would have to: Can you have a like? Can you have someone be a player and a coach? You'd have captain coach. Steve. Captain coach. For, yeah, for big what looks. he's done for New Zealand rugby league yep. and and the amount of success that he's had as a New Zealand Lock coach, it in. there's been a lot of uh, a lot of really good coaches. Frank Endicott was uh, yep. a legendary coach for New Zealand, uh, had some success. You know, we we had some really good victories there. But what Steve Kearney has done as a player for New Zealand and what he did with Melbourne, uh, but also as a coach, you know, 2008 won the World Cup, uh, won Tri Nations. He's won a, a few of those as well. So the amount of success that he's had. Um, the other back rower would be Mark Rome. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, real hard, big dude. Yeah. I, I didn't get to see him play a lot of footy, but, you know, I've spoken to a lot of people around uh, the type of man that he was, uncompromising. Uh, you know, when you look at Jared, Jesse, you know, Steve Kearney and Mark Graham in that forward pack, oh. uh, they're, they're – they're, Pretty scary, yes. pretty scary sort of dude. <laughs> so, um, and I would, I would sort of lock or tie all those guys together with someone that was instrumental, I, I believe, in us winning the World Cup in 2008. He started his career pretty late as an NRL player and uh, had some success at a couple of clubs. And he was a player that I know Wayne uh, took with him to a couple of places, especially after that World Cup, and that's uh, Jeremy Smith yeah real hard guy, really skillful but he really he changed the way we thought about ourselves as players in that 2008 campaign and then we went on and, and won a few things and they went on and they won a few uh, tri nations and four nations with him at the helm of the team and he just had this belief uh, belief and hardness about himself and and he wouldn't cop anything poor at training. Uh, he was just obviously that Melbourne mindset around preparation. Yep Um, You know, it was super important to him So, you know, he'd definitely be the the guy that You know, he didn't play a whole heap of tests But what he was able to get out of his body And play till he was 36 Yeah Uh, Had success with Melbourne Went to the Dragons Went out there with them And then Wayne took him to Newcastle To try and get them going again After a lot of poor results as a club, mm. and he was certainly a big part of them turning around, and now they're back in the top eight uh, with their attitude and, and things like that. So, um, you know, he's definitely one that will lock the, lock the team up. Um, to the bench? I suppose the bench is, uh, is going to be a, a tough one, challenging one there. Yep. Um, I'd have to have, you know, for me, I'd have Thomas Lulaway. Yep As my 14 As your 14 Yeah so he could cover halves He could cover nine position At a pinch he could probably cover lock as well Because of the way he yeah. defends yeah. Uh, He's a tough defender uh, And tough player You know he's had a lot of success overseas uh, and, and did really well with New Zealand um, The forwards So I would go with a, a, a three Looking at power forward rotation Yep so three uh, middles Three middles But one of those middles would have to be able of play a combination of lock and and be able to pass the footy through the middle. So um, I'd have Joe Bungana. Uh, Joe Bungana was my power punch off the bench. Um, He was a phenomenal guy to play with, big guy, athletic guy and um, someone that really started to bring the Warriors through and he was another one that went over to the uh, UK and and had a lot of success with that Bradford Bulls team as well. Uh, I'd have um, Simon Mannering. Now, Simon yep. Mannering, he finished off his career playing at lock but can also play back row. Yep. He could pass the footy. He got also at a pinch uh, cover in the centres as yep. well. So you need that coverage off your bench. Um, Whether well, This is more my coaching hat on at the moment, but <laughs> um, just when I was trying to think about a team, you know, you want to give – an opinion on how they played, the type of guy they are, but then also how they're actually going to fill the role. So Mm. you've got a team that can compete and do really well. Um, And, yeah, my final, uh, my final bench position, um, something that I've sort of had to, had to think sort of long and hard, but when I thought about it and this guy, you know, he's been the heart and soul of the Kiwi team for a long, long time. And, um, you know, I've, it probably would be a flip of the coin or a toss of the coin between him and Jeremy Smith at lock would be Reuben Wickie. Yeah. You know, I'd sort of, you know, he'd definitely be me vice captain, if not captain, and yep. easily could swap him out for, for Jeremy. But, uh, you know, Ruben's played record number of tests and you know, led the team for a long, long time. Then he was blue shirt. You know, he was our blue shirt, and he was a big part of us winning the 2008 World Cup, and um, he's running his own fitness empire over there in New yeah. Zealand and doing really well so yeah hope I've, uh, hopefully I've given everyone justice there and I haven't forgot it, forgotten anyone I don't know if you uh, had any other opinions on any
0: positions but what a fabulous side and I tell you what when the team meeting started and Reuben, Mark Graham and Stephen Kearney got up to speak everyone's listening <laughs> there's no mucking up at the back of the classroom fabulous team mate. That's it for another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is what our off-season looks like, because the footy talk, it never stops. Early in the week, we release a podcast titled Debut Day, speaking to current and former players about the first time they step foot onto an NRL field. Midweek, it's the best of podcast. Interview highlights with some of the biggest names the game has ever seen. We've got Immortals, blokes that should be Immortals, Test Captains, Origin Superstars, Premiership winners and a whole lot more. These are the best footy stories you will ever hear. Weekends, our Dream Team series continues. We love it, we know you do too, so we get to continue the arguments over who is the best 13 ever. This is the only footy podcast that talks with the superstars and not about them every single episode. Free episodes weekly, all off-season. Make sure you come back soon, legends.